I am holding in my hands one of the most interesting books I have ever seen. You know how much I love books about Chicago. Uh, this book is titled Fairs, Chicago Taxicab Portraits. It is the work of sort of, of two guys. The man who took these photos is named Alan Lee Koss. His friend, who is also sitting here, Perry Casolino, is the person who helped him put this book together. He must be proud to have this book. Oh, very much so. And thank you for having no. us here. <laughs> well, my pleasure. Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> Alan will be the subject of uh, next Sunday's uh, uh, feature story in the Chicago Tribune. You'll get more about it from that. Uh, you, you drove a cab out of the same garage I drove on uh, the North, North Park, the original Checker P- Piper's garage. Alley. Yep. It, it went one it, block long from, from Wells, Wells to, to North, North Park. Park. You drove a cab because you were in school most of the time. Yes, at that point. You drove at nights. Yes. And all of a sudden at one point, I think it was because you saw a really pretty girl, Alan, and you said, uh, uh, hey, can I take your picture? That's how this whole thing started, isn't do, it? Do I have to admit that? Yes, you do. Because, yes. <laughs> it's it's okay not okay to admit that. that There's that. nothing wrong with that because oh, there are I some very so. attractive women in the thing. And he was an attractive guy back then. Back then, yes. weren't we all? <laughs> were, weren't we all? Did you? Were you surprised, Alan, that that most people, most people, as you told me, some said no, what are you nuts? Right. Uh, but most people said yeah, yes, uh-huh. and they would pose for you. That's one of the things about the book, is they are not shy in here, and, and they you know, are. That's their volition. Yes, I didn't. I didn't know direction. There are two points that of that essay um that i stressed mm-hmm. if they if they couldn't think of anything to do and i asked them to get out the money yeah. show money uh-huh. or or if they had any photographs to show photographs so we've got some great pictures of the people holding uh their own memories photographs picture of and, you in here too oh yeah that's yeah. you talking you, to me picture you can see. <laughs> <laughs> from the famous taxi yeah, movie. Yeah. uh the book is available at blurb i'm gonna hope and when i write about it try to get it into regular bookstores bookstores are sometimes reluctant to carry self-published books but perry how did you get involved in this you are a guy who is done a number of books mostly about chicago right i've collected chicago photography for 25 years so i met alan actually on ebay he was selling some of his photos of maxwell street on ebay and then i tracked him down you know you kind of you can kind of communicate on ebay i went on his website and you know once i met with him and you know you go to his house and he doesn't have a regular house like a a living room and dining room he's he's got like file cabinets and flat files I was and there friday boxes yeah. of of photos i'm have, like this is a you gold have mine. others in storage too don't yes you? i have a yeah he's big, got a whole storage, public storage yeah. he's done as you know perry a, a lot of stuff about the civil rights movement a, a lot of other subjects what was it about the taxi cab photos that really grabbed you well they grabbed me because they were the faces of Chicago from the 70s and 80s. Yeah. I mean, it's all these, you know, hard scrabble kind of character faces, uh, workers, ladies of the night, um, kids, you know, rich ladies. He had regulars. He had, you know, and there were night night people. You yeah. get you get people that are partying and people New Year's Eve. 
And there were a lot of pictures of people passed out, and he was adamant, like, they didn't give consent. We can't print that. Yeah. So, you know, we, we didn't do that kind of thing. But he wanted to do this project for the longest time. Well, you tell me that, that it was what, early on in the 70s, mm-hmm. you, you had this notion of trying to get a book oh, right. of the faces yeah. published. And I, I'm thinking, God, publishers were idiotic not to do this. Yeah. I, I think there's I something. A lot of university presses. Yeah. What, what, what did they tell you when they turned you down, Alan? What, uh, what would they say? I'm not sure. It was just a straight-out uh, rejection. Uh, really? Quite surprised. Now, but the project started in 1977. Right. So for sure, and lasted right. 10 years uh, until checkered cabs were no longer allowed on the street. Yeah. So that uh, great disappointment if people don't know what a checkered taxi is. He's got one on his little arm. Now. Square, think, little square you think tank. there's some video going oh, on yeah. here. Oh, yeah. Square tank. You can see it uh, YouTube. But it's a great you, studio. Perry Casalino, why why do you think a book like this originally got rejected? Because it was, you know, one of the things in here, one of the pictures in the book is of Studs Terkel, my old friend, and his wife, Ida. Right. And Studs was sometimes accused of, oh, he only writes about these ordinary people. I don't think anybody's ordinary, never have. I think there's something distinctive about all these people, and I think you're right, Perry, that seeing these faces gives you a sense of this city in the 70s and 80s. But also gives you a sense of what Alan wanted to photograph, too, what caught his eye. Yeah. You know, I think it's as much about him as it is about the people in the book and what he thought of... uh, of what to what to photograph, Probably. and and this is we're just scratching the surface of oh, his body of work. There are thousands, yeah, yeah. How many photos do you have? Do you think you took in the back seat of that cab? No, I think I only had about three hundred portraits. Yeah, very. Sometimes I, you know, maybe might have been a year where I didn't photograph. I think Perry, you've seen it too. I think the body of his work is really pretty amazing. I think it is a incredible documentary of chicago in his time and he's got oh. he's got great street photography great event photography protests yeah. um i one of the photos i bought was of gang graffiti mm-hmm. you know i i used to live in wicker park and that was sure. uh, a pretty rough neighborhood back in the 70s and 80s and you see these beautiful million dollar houses well they used to have graffiti all oh over no them, question you know no question you become friends with alan have you not yes what did you think when you first met this guy when he said, uh, I want to put together a book for you? Uh, I was overjoyed. Yeah. Overjoyed. Yeah. Because he has a lot of experience. He's published several books. How many? On blurb. Um, probably six or seven uh, books. But I used to publish all our catalogs for the gallery that I ran with Tony Fitzpatrick. Adventureland, yeah. Yeah, Adventureland on, uh, on blurb, too. And Don't- all that stuff is available. Don't you think that this book, and I'll make the case, first of all, I think that this book and the portraits in it deserve a place in a gallery, whether it's a gallery at the Cultural Center. Which is what I want. Yeah, yeah and which I think would be good. Perry, what are your thoughts on that? I'm, I think he's gallery quality. Yeah. You know, I, I think people will be moved by it. People love the human face, and sure. these are such interesting faces. And when we put the book together, we kind of paired the the pages off with similar people. 
So you can kind of look at you know one guy and there's another guy like him. You know, well, there's was, a great there are a couple of Halloween pairs that are really yeah. spooky. It's like the spookiest Halloween I've ever right. seen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, Blurb is what? Describe Blurb for people out there. Blurb is a self-publishing. Uh, company they do very high quality printing of books and they're pretty expensive too so it's not really practical for bookstores to to use it but it's kind of a you know a last resort when you can't get anybody to publish you yeah you self-publish and then you promote on your own and you go to blurb.com blurb.com you know go ahead alan blurb.com um, and that's for the hardcover, but the soft cover is also on Amazon. Oh, and that, yeah, and, and you could you... easily search that. Just put the title Chicago, Chicago Taxi Cab Portraits Fairs exactly. is the uh, title. Fairs, F-A-R-E-S. yeah, Fairs people who pay with money. This, yeah, this is interesting too. This supplement, the supplement yeah, uh, yeah, we, we put that together real it's, quick. It's color. Which this, we, this is great too, you guys. We're going to take a break and come back with. Uh, Alan Lee Koss and uh, Perry Casolino, again, studs again in here, uh, to talk more about this book. You can go to blurb.com. And Amazon. Put in, and Amazon, but put in also uh, Perry Casolino, C-A-S-A-L-I-N-O, to see these many books. I'm looking at his his gathering of the famous photographer named Charles Childs, uh, his gathering of his shots of architectural kind of shots of Chicago. Uh, yeah, back from before 1910. You know, and you said when you came in here that, you know, many people are not interested in old Chicago. I think there are a lot of people who really are. We'll be back. Alan Lacoste in the 70s and 80s uh, drove a cab out of the same old town garage that i drove a cab we never knew each other at the time but i certainly know him now because his work is collected in fairs chicago taxicab portraits an amazingly compelling book that you can find at blurb.com you can also find a portion of the book this thing this supplement no right? the, 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 amazon you can buy it on the amazon. soft cover book is on amazon okay you can buy the that soft that's cover not book. out that doesn't have a isbn number well and Perry Casolino, who is an experienced publisher and a real estate mogul and uh, mogul <laughs> friend of friend of Tony Fitzpatrick's, he's one of the leading collectors of Tony Fitzpatrick's artwork, as am I. <clears throat> uh, helped Alan get this book uh, published, and they have become friends, and they have great ambitions for the book. One of mine, I'm writing about it for next Sunday in the Tribune. One of my ambitions for the book, and I have no stake in any of this, is to see it used uh, as a show perhaps at the chicago cultural center because i think to see some of these faces can you imagine i think about it fellas perry too you know one of the gallery spaces at the cultural center to see a number of these faces just staring at you from the wall would be amazing well i I would love to get them printed you know we can get a high quality printer we did research into that and get them printed life-size i think that would really resonate with it would be like avidons yeah american western (laughs) now you had a run-in with avidon you knew avidon yeah you know i met him and showed him the book idea the project and he liked it early on this was early on yeah and he liked it so that was encouragement but then when i uh i asked him to write a blurb for the book he said get lost yeah Yeah. don't use my name (laughs) which is understandable no problem alan let me ask you given your relationship with perry and given these fabulous things between covers 
do you think of yourself i'm going to ask you later perry because i know what your answer is going to be do you think of yourself as an artist um an artist well uh, i would say yes because i i started out doing a lot of pop art in the early uh, well 60s early 60s and uh, i do uh, i make custom frames is that that is art because those are all unique sure uniquely painted or designed i make them out of rust or bottle caps and um, and for much of your for much of your life uh you, you were took care of buildings right yes that's yes what was that, job that, that was my money job. You're like uh, maintenance, maintenance guy. Yeah, maintenance and a lot of buildings. Yeah. Lived I still, in a bunch. still have one that I I look out for. Oh, that's great. That's yeah, great. sure. And you stayed in. You were in college for how long? Uh, I don't know. Ten till I got the draft notice. Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> well, you're, that's yeah. why I was Look, in there. <laughs> sir, there are a million people out there who share that. That's nothing to be embarrassed about. Okay. <clears throat> At all, you see, Perry. You, you think there may be, and I've been in his apartment too. I've never been to the storage locker, but there are more books in this. Man, oh don't yeah, you think? I, I've just scratched the surface. Great. Yeah, I have them. I have them all laid out already. The ideas, but now doing it is going to take care of it. And that's the thing. He's got. It's got to come from Alan. He's got to say, "Look, I want to do a book on protests, protests or, or yeah. uh, you know, riots or whatever he's photographed. You know, gang graffiti, and then I'll be able to put it together and uh, and and make it look like you know a presentable book. Sure. As a, as an artist, what draw? I can understand. Your eye being drawn to the people in the back of your cab. Mm-hmm. When I was when I was driving a cab, I wanted to be a writer. I would turn around and someone would say, "Yeah, take me over, take me to the board of trade building." And I'd try to be very, very nice and go, "Yo, why are you going to the board of trade building, <laughs> hoping to get stories?" Ninety nine percent of the time, they'd say, "Shut up and drive, <laughs> shut up and drive." Uh-huh. These people, and I find it so intriguing these people opened up to you in a way that a face can open up they can smile uh some don't smile but right. most of them did yes yes <laughs> what a great interview you <laughs> yes rick you're yes yeah. yes rick you're right a lot of, a lot of them did smile but there was you know there's a lot of pain and a lot of bad stories on in some oh, of these people's yes. faces one of the other well. things as a as a as a writer you look at these faces and you say, wow, I wonder what the story is with this guy. Okay. You never did that, did you? No, I didn't. I, no, I was not a reporter, and I was not on assignment. Yeah. And so uh, um, I, I did talk to the people, but I, oh, don't of remember, yeah, I don't remember a lot of stories. But that was stories. never part of the, the No, it was process. not part of the project. I'm going to get this face, find out where this person's going, find out if they killed their mother or whatever uh, they did. There may be a lot of reasons publishers would would reject it because they do want stories that's true yeah that's true what's been the reception from the people other than me who have seen this great majority love it just this singer you had previously it's remarkable how many people have recognized people in these photos is that right yeah wow you know tony recognized three or four people i showed it to you know, a lot of my you know friends, and and they're like, oh, I I know this person. Uh-huh. In fact, my neighbor, uh, 
actually identified one of the photos, yeah. and we put the guy's name on there. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I know him. I have names of about 10 people in there. Yeah, well, he didn't Bobby, know a lot of the names. It's pretty amazing, because this is almost 50 years ago that you started yeah, this, 45, this whole yeah. project. Yeah, right. Uh, well, well we're, we're not that young anymore either <laughs> no, certainly he and i are right. uh there's some famous people in the book there's uh, a guy named studs turkle and his wife ida who you just randomly picked up exactly you have become a, a fan you became maybe you were then oh were always, fa- uh, yeah. no i used to wake up at 10, the alarm was set for 10 o'clock in the morning to pick up studs program on wfmt and so, you could do that because you that's, well that was a, yeah work nights yeah <laughs> that's when i woke up in the morning and there's a picture of ray nordstrand who used oh, to run uh, wfmt uh-huh and there's a picture of eddie belchowski in there uh tell people who eddie belchowski was well he was uh in a, aside from being one of my mother's drinking buddies who was uh <laughs> you know he was he was a street buddy of mine um but his history was that he uh, was in the abraham lincoln brigade which is american volunteers which f- who went to spain to fight uh, against uh, the fascists mm-hmm. in 1936 and in that battle he lost his uh, right hand and he was a pianist prior, so yeah. he ended up he ended up still playing the piano, pretty well with, too, very well with the the left hand. And what else? He, then he made he was an artist. Yes, yeah. he made a lot of drawings. I have some of his drawings. Yeah, uh, he was a very awkwardness character, and that's what I consider the character of the book is awkwardness, uh, uh, Nelson Algren. Yeah. You think you you would have any joy now driving a cab? No, the no, way in which no. the world so, has changed. Yeah, the world has changed, and the, and the, the nature of the business. It's not a uh, it's not a real job, and it's not uh, it's not it has no status, and uh, it's a gig. What they're doing? Yeah, now. It's, it's Uber now. Yeah. yeah. Were you were you were you at the time? Because I was. Were you at the time proud to drive a cab? I think so. I thought it was a real job. Of course, when we started, there was a punch clock, and uh, you you got forty-two and a half tally sheets. You got forty-two and a half percent of the meter. Mm -hmm. You kept all your tips. Checker paid for gas. Mm -hmm. Think about that. And checker paid for all maintenance. Mm -hmm. And that was your career for Mm -hmm. you know a few years. It was my career. And I didn't have a camera, though. Who gave you your first camera? Who gave you that camera? Your dad gave uh, yeah, you your first. my dad gave it to me. And as soon as I had it, I started taking pictures around the house. It's, a, mm. it's sort of an intuitive process. Uh, I don't know what that psychology do you, is. Do you know why your dad gave you a camera? Uh, no, he didn't need it anymore, I guess. Wow. He had it. Yeah, He your, wasn't a photographer. What did your he dad do? He just happened to have one. Uh, he was uh, a uh, manager at uh, Sears uh, of a particular yeah. woman's department you grew up on the southwest side right yes past midway airport yes we used to go look at the airplanes there and see a couple plane crashes kelly high school yes interesting and did you archer avenue bus archer avenue bus (laughs) to everywhere downtown to everywhere Uh, yeah Perry, what you've done, I think, is a great thing, uh, Perry Casolino, for well, this I, guy and other people. Yeah, too. I agree. I, I, I'd I still be love, languishing without him. <clears throat> I always yeah. love finding people who who didn't really think they were artists, but they are. Yeah. And this is about the third time I've found somebody that's you know worthy of being a book. Yeah. Uh, did you guys try to go to a conventional publisher? Did you, Perry? I, I tried years ago to get stuff published. I met with a half a dozen publishers, and 
you know, I, it's I, you know, I have a, I have a day job. I don't have time to it, get I, rejected over and over again. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it, it's hard well, to I find. mean, in order for someone to, to my mind, for someone to publish a conventional publisher to who could publish fairs, uh, you need to have some vision. You need to have some vision. I mean, I think it's a fantastic, fantastic book that deserves a show, that deserves perhaps a conventional publisher coming in and buying the rights and saying, okay, I can sell this book for 30 bucks or whatever. That would be fine, yes. Now that you've done this book, do you want to do more? Yes, absolutely. All right, let me put it to you. We've seen your stuff. Perry and I have seen your stuff. What's your next book going to be about? I, I think the one that's very viable, it's called The uh, Placard Bearers, those peoples with Protest. signs. Yeah, and that would be First Amendment rights. And, that's great. Yeah. You, Alan Lee Koss, are an interesting man, and uh, you got a cool apartment, too. It's, it's kind of a mess. but uh, <laughs> No, it's pretty but, organized. No, it's, it's he pretty knows organized. where everything is. It's everything. amazing. I know, what he, in Mark, you barely move. Well, you can't yeah. move, but he knows where everything is. Perry Castle, you know, it's great to meet you, and I admire what you're doing. All right, thanks for having me I admire what you're on. doing. Uh, next Sunday in your Chicago Tribune, uh, you can read all about it and get some beautiful pictures. And I'm on for a half hour again next Sunday. So I will uh, see you then.